I'm losing my mind in this quarantine time. <sighs> that was Welcome to a special edition of Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive industry. Why is it special? Well, because we're stuck inside and we don't have anything better to do. (laughs) (laughs) Very special. I am your co-host, Ben, and with me is uh, the lovely Heather. How are you, Heather? I'm Heather. I'm good. Glad to hear it. Great. So we discussed what might be a good podcast topic for the current circumstances. And I think that you have come up with something quite uh, valuable, I would say, for us. I'd say yes. I'd say, you know, this, um, this coronavirus is scary. We don't know what's going on. And I think a big problem, especially for folks like me. Yeah, because you're on the front lines of this thing, aren't you? I am. But that's not where I was going with that. I was going with, I really like to be in control. I like to be in control at all times, which is why I get the remote control, as you know. I don't even know if I've ever seen the remote Mm-mm, control. You're not allowed. Don't even look for it. <laughs> so being in this situation, we're not in control. I got no control. None. No one has control. Can't even buy hand sanitizer or toilet paper. No. So it's sad. So... I thought, okay, let's get a little control back. And one of the things we can do is clean. Yes, we can. And a place you should clean, folks, and not just now, but always, because it's disgusting, is your car, the inside of your car. Yeah, because we nasty. We always eat in our car, uh, and you know, pick your nose in your car. <laughs> I don't pick my nose in my. I don't car. know what your kids are doing in the back seat, but it's not good. No, see, I have a special room for nose picking. <laughs> the things that you learn about your spouse it's a room when you with, are isolated with them. It's a room with no windows. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I we, hope it has some tissues in it. A lot of us uh, trade workers too. We are filthy when we are done working, and we get in our car. Right. So. People put their dogs in the car. You know, I mean, there. It's just and fluffy. Fluffy is. Can be a little smelly. Let's be honest. Is that fluffy the dog or fluffy the cat or the iguana? Either one. <laughs> so I thought fluffy I would. The lizard. Fluffy I want a lizard named lizard. Fluffy now. Okay. Hey, this this could be a dream come true. You could <laughs> we could make that happen. The cats would love that. <laughs> so I thought I'd come up with some. I, I kind of you know used a little bit of my healthcare stuff and kind of scoured the interwebs to sort of bring it all together for some lovely tips on how to get that car disinfected. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your car is a pretty high traffic area. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's, you know, it's even more important. So um, you got to get prepared. And I know some of this is kind of difficult because... There's nothing in the stores anymore that's like a disinfectant. So we'll talk about some things that you can do, hopefully with things you already have at home. Um, But the disinfectant wipes are really good. 
if you're specifically worried about coronavirus or influenza or rhinovirus, which causes colds, things like that, antibacterial soaps and wipes, they are good because they wipe things off, but okay. they are not going to kill the virus. You need virucidal it's kinds a, of things. It's a virus, virus. not bacteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... You know, bleach is good. Alcohol-based kinds of things are good. Do not mix ammonia base and bleach, or you will go boom. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, or, I, rem- I remember that from high school. They told you not to mix ammonia and bleach together. And so you did it, didn't you? <laughs> are you pleading the fifth? All right, cool. So when you've got your your gear together, um, you can you know you can use a diluted bleach. Uh, Solution. So bleach. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Bleach but, will kill it. Yes. But okay. guess what else it will do? Bleach your stuff. So meh, maybe not your best thing. So, Lysol, Clark's wipes are okay. Um, that type of thing. You want to concentrate on the high touch areas. So you're looking at things like your doorknobs, handles, inside and outside. Especially, I feel like people come out of, of their house in the winter. They're coming back from a little walk and they wipe their nose and then they open their car door and I'm just oh, like, yeah. In the wintertime, your nose is constantly just a faucet, yeah. right? And, you know, it's allergy season here now too. So, snots so it. door handles. Snots it? No. Snots it. <laughs> yep. Door All handles, right. got it. <laughs> Anything you touch with your hands, basically, right? right. right? Steering wheel's a big one, right? Yep. Gear shift. Apparently, steering wheel, gear shift, the two grossest parts of your car. Oh, Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's good to know. Turn signals, climate control, all your window door locks, um, now the these, mirror controls. Now, these are all electronic components, too, so yes. you got to be very careful when Do you not, clean these. Yes, and we'll talk about that. Okay, good. Um, the other thing you should wash is your keys. Oh, I didn't even, know. I didn't even think of that. Bleach down your keys. You know, be careful with the fob thing, um, obviously, because that's another you know, electronic, electronic component, kind yeah. of a thing, but ugh. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have a push button ignition. Get that thing too. Mm-hmm. Then you got your touch screen, the infotainment center, you know, center thingy. Oh yeah, what are we going to use to clean touch screens? Yeah, so you got to avoid using any ammonia based products because it's got like an anti glare kind of thing on it, so you don't get blinded by the light. Okay. Caught up like a. I don't know the rest of the words to that. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> Anyways. So you can get that alcohol-based, uh, like a cleaner. <laughs> you can take water and put some alcohol, make sure it's about a 70% uh, dilution rate. Dilution. Okay. Of, so a 70% Ratio. solution of alcohol. And you can spritz that onto a cloth and wipe that, let it dry. Okay. Like a little microfiber cloth. That way it'll still say fan speed and not fan spit. Yeah, or you can't get the Beastie Boys to quit playing in your car. It's yeah. very sad. The other thing I was thinking about, I, I'm reading all these different articles. Nobody says a dang thing. Seat belts. Clean your seat belts. Oh, Gross. Another thing. In your mirrors. You're always touching your mirrors, too. Yeah, the mirror. You got to just, you know, I mean, it's, you got to get that stuff. Um, if you're using, I mean, you really can 
use like just soapy water and a cloth and just kind of use blunt force like we do when we wash our hands. Mm -hmm. But you got to make sure that the surfaces don't allow that liquid to pool because it can drip down and get into, you know, electronics or other issues. Yeah, because there are um, there are components in our seatbelts, electric switches that turn off little lights. There's mm -hmm. also... What did um, you do the other day when you opened a seltzer in the car? Oh, and we don't... it sprayed everywhere? <laughs> it got on the seat yeah, this, warmer control. This was non-flavored seltzer? Or was it flavored? Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. It's just... It was just basically Is carbonated. It more manly if it was not flavored? Or? Yes, it's, it's non-flavored. Mm -hmm. mm, that's like your manly voice. We need to work on that. <laughs> so I opened a bottle of seltzer in the car and the water got on my heated seat switch. My, specifically, passenger seat. Yeah, sorry. And I'm complaining, we're driving, <laughs> and I'm complaining that my butt is so hot. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not on. I promise, the button's off. Mm -hmm. Guess who was right? Again. $70 later. Oh, <laughs> that's an expensive seltzer. Yeah, yeah. So, pooling liquid, bad. Okay. That's, that's a whole nother podcast. Like, so be careful eating and drinking in your car. Right. So the other thing that you can do, there's, you know, you want to think about, so those are all kind of the hard surfaces. You want to think about the soft surfaces too, the, the seats and the material of the seatbelt, things like that. Um, and there's some good products. Um, we'll give you a couple of websites and links to different products that are sort of approved by all the people. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But you always want to take those products and test them on a really small surface, as it says on the packaging. In a conspicuous area. In a conspicuous. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> like, like not the okay, center folks. of the seat? Yeah, no. You want to, you know, do a nice inconspicuous area. I'm sorry. Our cat is has discovered our masks, and that's fun for her. Okay, stop it. She, she just wants to wear one. Well, <laughs> she should. She should be safe. Um, so you want to test that in a real inconspicuous area. Make sure that it's not going to cause any issues with your fabric. Yeah, especially, don't use Disclaimer. The, don't use that bleach. No, ble no, no, bleach bad. So we got that. And if you have children... Don't bleach them either. AKA, maybe you should. I don't know. <laughs> AKA germ carriers, germ oh little, little walking petri dishes. Mm -hmm. They're cute, but oof, oof da. So you got to think about. I'm sure you you are aware that they cough and sneeze and blow whatever all over the back of the seat. So you want to check those places out. Little grubby fingerprints all over the windows. You know their car seats, and. I am not, I don't have children, but I can, I know people with children, so I'm an expert. But no, but you get those toys and those books that kind of live in the car, mm -hmm. you probably want to clean those. Yeah. You know, actually, the less things you keep in your car, the, uh, uh, well, the cleaner it's going to be. True, but <laughs> then you got more bored children, and I don't, I... Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's that, So yeah. That's true. I uh let's let's not drive across the country with our children with nothing for with them nothing, to do. But everything's clean. Unless they're siblings and they get along so well. Enjoy the citrus scent, children. I don't think that works. So anywho, um if you are going to wash your leather with like an antibacterial, antiviral wipe, just make sure that you condition it afterwards so that it doesn't crack. We want to prevent that. It's pretty, it's fancy leather, people. We got to keep that nice. 
So clean first, condition afterwards right. when on leather. That makes sense. Yeah. And then after you've, you've got your car spotless, it's beautiful, it smells nice, you're feeling real secure about life, you need to wash your hands. Wash your hands regularly, hand sanitizer, you know, alcohol-based hand sanitizer. So you don't want to like go get like infected or then get right back in your car, right. is that what you're saying? Let's not do that. I mean, just, you know, it's just, that's a way to keep things nice in between. And you can certainly, you know, you don't need to maybe like, sanitize every single aspect of your car every single day, but you may want to give, you know, steering wheel, a little swipe, a little gear shift, that type of thing. So um, we have a couple of links for you. It's pretty cool. The uh, Center for Biocide Chemistries and the American Chemistry Council have come <laughs> together to give you a lovely um, several page uh, list of products that are approved to kill the novel coronavirus. Oh, so it's instructions. Really cool. Yeah, That's I mean, and they, they give you everything, and they'll tell you what company, you know, distributes it, what the EPA regulation number is. So we'll put that link up on um, Facebook, Instagram. It'll be on our website, too, if you just want to cut through the, the fodder and go there. Disinfectant on, coronavirus off. Yeah. Disinfectant on. And you get the idea. Yes. And then we'll have another, just in case you are like super into checking out these products, there's an EPA list as well, and you can kind of do a search. And then the CDC has a fabulous page on sort of tips for disinfecting your household, which can certainly be used in your car as well. Just in case you don't live in your car. Right. Because if you live in your home too, that, yeah. Thank, good, good input. I just want to say, as a healthcare provider, <laughs> one word about gloves, please. Okay, let's talk about gloves. Gloves are awesome. I love gloves. I wear them all day long. I do not wear the same pair of gloves all day long. So gloves are great for dirty work. Like, you know, these cleaning products can be tough on your skin. So put them on, sure. Put them on, clean the car, Take them off, throw them away, and wash your hands. You cannot put your gloves on in your house, get in your car, drive somewhere like mm, the grocery store. Get in the touch grocery store. Touch all the produce. Touch everything <laughs> in that place. That P.S. Bob, Sam, and Tasha just already touched everything with their gloved hands. Guys, it's so much better. Just wash your hands. Wash, wash, wash. But use gloves to protect them if you've got something icky going on. Yeah, it's much better when you get to the, the grocery store and use that hand sanitizer first thing. That way, whatever you touch is not going to be contaminated, right? Unless you touch your nose. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't do that. Or other parts of your <laughs> So, those, them's the tips. Them's the tips. Oh, well, I would like to also point out, too, that hmm. uh, Shown Auto is also... Uh, sanitizing cars. Yes, we've kind of taken a little step there. Yeah, we've got some uh, some very, very good grade kilovirus disinfectant stuff. But safe. Safe to use on your cars, yes. Safe for uh, children. So, I, and I know a lot of people haven't been driving, right? You know, but uh, this... The weather's breaking, and hopefully we're turning the corner on this, and I, I think that... Uh, oh, listen. That's our dishwasher. The dishes are done. Thank you, dishwasher. I feel like you guys are all in our house today because everything's going down. <laughs> and if, and, and if, your, if your appliances don't sing to you, uh, life's just not worth living. <laughs> right. 
So anyway, yes, Schoen Auto is disinfecting cars. So um, we know uh, our cars have been neglected sitting in the driveway for, for a while. But uh, when you guys are ready to use them again and don't want to even bother doing this yourself, just bring it down and we'll, we'll take care of it for you. Perfect. All right. So. I need something fun. If you guys stuck around for all this stuff and we're hoping for something fun at the end, guess what? There is something fun at the end. <laughs> so we're going to kick off our iconic car series, we'll call it. Iconic cars? Iconic cars. These are cars that are famous that you know, and we're going to give you some, uh, some information on these cars that you may find interesting. And I figured why not kick it off with an old fan favorite from the 80s. Ooh, the 80s. The DeLorean oh! DMC-12, otherwise known as the Time Machine. Gonna go back in time. So, Oh, Michael J. Fox. We all know and love this movie. Uh, back to the Future, one, two, and three. Is it the same car for all three? Uh, well, they they actually I had mean, a few different cars because, you know, they modified it. They had the flying version one, and then they had the nuclear version one. Right. You remember and then when they probably wrecked it. They did destroy one in Back to the Future 3 on the train tracks, as, as we no. all saw in the film. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So tell me about this car. So this car was a 1981 or 82. I believe it was an 81 just based on the hood because they only made one model. It was the DMC-12. Okay, and remind me, what year was Back to the Future? Back to the Future was 1985. Ooh, okay. Which, consequently, DMC had already gone bankrupt at that point, but we'll Aww. get there. Man, this could have been its comeback. So the reason, well, let's, the person we have to thank for the, the uh, DeLorean is, uh, of course, Robert Zemeckis. Of course. Because the... We have him to thank for a lot of things. The original script called for a refrigerator. I don't know if you know, the original time machine was a refrigerator. What? Yeah. Oh, you could have a snack when you're going back in time. Can you imagine Doc Brown or Marty McFly in a refrigerator? That Doc Brown's hair wouldn't fit. Yeah, that movie just would not be what it is today. No, that's So weird. thank you, Robert Zemeckis. It would be, yeah, good job. Even when Ford offered them a Mustang... Robert Zemeckis said, do you think Doc Brown is going to be cruising around in a Ford Mustang? Uh-uh. No. Let's get something that's uh, a little out there. Oh, yeah. He's eccentric. So the fun things about this car, the actual car, and not the car that they used in the movies, because there was a bit, of, there was a few problems uh, with the DeLorean. First of all, it had a 2.85 liter V6 engine that had 130 horsepower in it. This engine was built by Peugeot, Renault, Volvo. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So the film actually had to put a Porsche engine in it because the thing was just too friggin' slow. Yeah, unfortunate. Well, wait, doesn't it have to get up to 88 miles per hour? It, it was does. too slow for that? It was, well, no, it could get up to 85. Let's see, the top speed was about, with the V6 engine, the top speed was about 109 miles per hour. But if they were to try to get the car up to 88 miles per hour, they'd probably have to use some film trickery because it would probably take a good 30 minutes or so for it to get up to that, that speed. <laughs> long, long. Yeah, and you know they, they can. You can also thank our uh, our old friend Jimmy Carter, who was president at the time, who was mandating that speedometers were only eighty five miles per hour. Jimmy Carter was not the president then. No, nineteen eighty five. It was he that mandated the speedometers at the time 
to only go up to 85 miles per hour. All you had to do was change the number so, in the script, Roberts. So I, I don't know if you remember what, how fast the DeLorean had to go to go back in time. Do you remember? I have said it 12 times already. <laughs> it was 88 miles per hour. The speedometer only went up to 85. So the production crew actually had to add that digital uh Oh. Wow, that digital odometer <laughs> that, that you that's remember from the film. over that. All yeah. right, okay. So that's a little fun tip that they had to add to this, uh, this DeLorean. As many of you know, the DeLorean was stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Very hard to paint. Some of the dealerships did paint them. You should actually Google uh, painted DeLorean. It's ridiculous what, what some of these DeLoreans look like. Because when they're not stainless steel, they don't have that iconic look to them, right? Right. So there were quality issues all over the place with these cars, which, <laughs> which is part of the reason why I think uh, uh, DMC went bankrupt. But they had an original price tag of about $25,000. Holy cats, in the 70s? Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, too, the reason it was called the DMC 12, it was supposed to be $12,000. But it got bumped up to $25,000 probably Whoops. because of production costs. Uh, and eventually, in 1983, they were selling for $34,000 right before they went bankrupt. Wow. That's spendy, man. Yeah. Now, the, uh, the equivalent in you know, 2019, 2020, that's about seventy grand for, for a car. You could get that falconry one for that, I think. <laughs> you know, the one we talked about way, way long time ago. Probably not seventy for that one. Now That's that, insane. I've actually worked and on... And there were quality issues? Oh, there were a ton of quality issues with these things from just about every single component you can think of on the car. I've actually worked on one of these before. Now, these are rear engine cars, meaning the, the engine is in the rear. And when you're going down the road, this was not an air-cooled engine like in a Porsche. So this car had a radiator. So that means it had to get coolant run Wait, from the... It, the radiator's in the front? Well, yeah, it's got to be in the front. <laughs> Because the air has to pass through it, so it has to be in the front of the car, meaning they had to run coolant pipes from the front, basically the front bumper, all the way back to the engine. Why didn't they just put the engine in the front? Because they wanted to be iconic and cool, like Porsche did, I guess. Well, it can't be cool if we can't get the coolant to it. (laughs) Exactly. So... I want to tell you about maybe an even more famous or infamous car, because you probably don't know about it, but it's it's the DeLorean that once, so Road and Track did, tested this thing, and they're like, too slow, bleh, ugh, right? Wow, that's that's harsh. Yeah, I know. Well, the thing went from like zero to 60 miles per hour, and I think it took like 14 seconds or something like that. Oh, yeah. Just travesty. Yeah, I know, right? Well, it's supposed to be a sports car, though. All right. So DeLorean, you know, he, he's like, all right, I get it. You guys don't like the engine. So he planned for a turbo, a twin turbo edition of the DeLorean. Can you imagine that? Okay, you already can't cool the, fir- the one t- turbo. <laughs> like, what are we doing here, people? So this is, this is VIN number 530. It is the one DeLorean that they gave to Legend Industries, and this was in, I'm going to say this wrong, please correct me, because these, these are fellow New Yorkers, Haupahauga, or Hapauga, or Habaja. You know what <laughs> makes me laugh is that you first tried to make it sound German. <laughs> that was Maybe it's just Haupahauga. See, this is, this is probably a Native American word, too, and I'm just butchering it. I apologize. But in Haupahauga, New York, 
Legend Industries got their hands on this thing, so we put a twin turbo engine in it, tuned it up to get zero to 60 in 5.8 seconds. Ooh. DeLorean loved this, so like they commissioned 5,000 of these to be made, but they went bankrupt before they could. Because nobody was buying them for $25,000. Yeah, and I know I mean, that one's not twenty five. dollars I get it. I know everybody's dying to know. Well, we know where the Back to the Future ones are. One's in Universal Studio, uh, Universal Studios. One, another one's at a, I forget the uh, museum, but it's in, it's in California somewhere. I'll look it up. It's. Oh, is there one in Vegas? There. Did they have that cool car? There's a replica, I believe, oh. in Vegas. And did. There was one in a little traveling show, right? Yes, we recently went to we the Rochester Science uh, Museum, and they had a DeLorean there. Very uh, fancy. It had a flux capacitor and it did. everything. It did. However, this one, the VIN number 530, that's the one with the twin turbo engine in mm-hmm. it, ended up in a scrapyard. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, but don't worry. Don't worry. There's a company called uh, PJ Grady in the UK that got their hands on it, and they are in the midst of restoring this thing to all its glory. For what purpose? Who knows? Hopefully to, hopefully it around, to sell it so I can buy it. <laughs> you are not buying it. You're so cute. Uh, go fund me. <laughs> Get Ben a DeLorean with a twin turbo engine. <laughs> okay, don't actually spend your money on that, folks. Well, what else you got? That's it. That's, that's all. Story, I, huh? That's all I have. I mean, most of most of the stuff you guys know about, it's got a flux capacitor in it. At one point twenty one gigawatts, all the uh, all the what gimmick stuff. Crap. I I wanted to give you guys some stuff that maybe you didn't know about it. So, so hopefully you stuck around for it. So did Michael J. Fox like really get to drive that thing? He must have, right? Over and over. Oh, I'm and sure over. he did. Yeah. I mean, we saw film scenes clips with him driving it. So Psst, fake news. <laughs> That's really cool. So, so this is going to be sort of an ongoing series, huh? We yeah, keep this going. is this is kicking off our iconic car series. I like it. There's so many fun cars, so many. Listen, and if you have some favorite like iconic cars, you guys should send them to us, and we'll we'll do the research. We'll cover and, them. Yeah, yeah, it'll be awesome. And I, I know the one Heather's working on right now. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but oh, I am excited. I am excited. So tune tune in for that in the uh, in the next few weeks or so. We'll get to hear the uh, the next edition next of iconic car series. Do, do, do. All right, I think that's it. For that's it. This that's time. all I got. Heather, so, thank you so much for giving us those tips, by the way, too. That was, yes. that's great information. I feel cleaner already. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we're going to leave you all back to Netflix or just staring at the window like we've been doing. Or listen to a podcast. You never know. We have many. Or if you got time, maybe even rate a podcast. You could totally <laughs> rate a podcast. Yes. Or reach out to us. You know where to find us on the Facebook, on the Twitter. That's at Auto S-C-H-O-E-N. Look forward to hearing from you guys soon. Have a lovely quarantine week or two or four. Bye.